Hey, you looking for some fetish fashion? Look in DF3's hole. Fancy's Fetish Factory has more than 600 kinky designs on clothing, household items, and even diaper stickers. From ABDLs to pups to even cucks, Fancy has a design for everyone. And the best part? He usually has a sale going on. From Fancy's hole to your closet, DF3 has style that is anything but vanilla. Hello, 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 and welcome to Newsy's Nook, a podcast where you can sit and relax while I try not to wet my pamps. I am your host, Newsy Baby. This week in Newsy's Nook, I now call her the pup within our pack. Arr! This week in Newsies News, ABDL company Pretend Again announced they will be releasing a new diaper soon. They are called Tryagains. Their website says their padding will feature a plothtic-backed design with 7,500 milliliter absorbency in medium and large sizes upon launch, with XL sizes coming soon after. Tryagains will be available exclusively in the U.S. in late September. This week in Newsies Nook, I recently bought a collar from Strictly Generic. I bought it because I've always admired those that wear chain collars in everyday spaces. I will admit, though I enjoy pup play, I would not consider it my full-time kink. Soon after being collared by my boyfriend, my friend Pup Fenrir, who is competing in the 2024 LA Pup Contest, said on Instagram that you don't need to be in a pack or be collared to be a pup. I brought him into Newsies Nook to talk about this. Well, thank you, Fernrur, for coming to Newsies Nook. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to see you again. Um, so we are talking about, you made a post recently that kind of sparked a really good uh, conversation between us of, you know, do you need to be in a pack? Do you need to have a collar to be a pup? Let's let's divide that first. Can you talk about, you know, first before we go in, is it needed? What is the significance of having a pack handler owner alpha? What is the significance of having one? So it's important to understand, obviously, the dynamics of a pack. So every pack is different, but packs are really kind of like a chosen family. Um, and depending on who it is, it can be almost like relationship, but at the same time, not. Um, you basically, you're you're coming into a group of pups that you all have the same goal and you all want to work together for something bigger and you want to be, be able to stand united as a group. And it's very nuanced, right? Some packs are, you know, close friend groups. Others, I know packs are just like, this is the group of friends that I hook up with all the time. Others are, you know, more exploratory, right? Like you join a pack to kind of learn more about your kink and your way of doing kink. So it's very nuanced in that way, would you say? 100%. Um, it's very important to know that pup play in general for every pup is different. There is no authority over, you know, what pups do, especially like packs, like how they operate. Um, so it's very important to remember that everybody is different. Their experience is going to be different. So let's talk about, you know, what happens if I'm a new pup and, you know, I've gone to an event. I'm like, I'm into this. I'm going to get a hood. 
do I need a pack or do I need an alpha? Do I need an owner to be a full-fledged pup? Uh, I personally believe that absolutely you do not. A, a pup, be, being able to come out and be a pup is already a goal for for new pups, being able to go into public or into a bar scene. Um, it is okay to be happy to be able to join a pack or to have a handler or alpha, but it's very important to know that that does not make you a pup or any better of a pup than any other one. There's this big misunderstanding by new pups that come into the community that I have to have that. That's my goal. That's the that's the end all be all of being a pup. Once I have a pack or a handler, like now I am really a pup. And that's just not true. Um, you know, if, if that's how you want to feel, again, pup plays different for everybody. That's okay. My personal belief is absolutely not. You should be very secure in being a pup. You should be able to make your your own uh, pup friends if you want to and kind of grow your your own surroundings and having a pack is a pro but not necessarily something that you have to have right and the reason why i was so interested in this is because i know for a lot of abdls they kind of come into it and you know they put on the diaper they call themselves abdls and immediately they're like i need a daddy and yes having a daddy or having a big bro is a very fun and wonderful feeling and if you get to have a play partner like that that's good but i feel like to, to, to my view, there's so much like anxiety into getting one. And it almost seems like once they don't find one in a certain amount of time, they kind of lose interest in the kink. And it's so sad because it's like, no, you can be yourself, an individual person, and still do this kink, and you are still valid. Absolutely. And it's just like you said, that anxiety that they create in themselves, it's the same with the pups, that anxiety they create in themselves because they have to have it or they want it or they can't. They're not confident as a pup. Um, it truly is something that that um, that they need to understand it should be put back into themselves and not so much into something else. Um, a lot of these newer pups, they end up finding packs or handlers or alphas that are actually rather toxic because they have that want and that longing for something that they kind of look past really important red flags and then they're they end up in this situation where they're not really that happy or they don't even realize that they're not that happy and pup play can be ruined for some of these pups since you brought up the term red flags could you name off a few red flags that for you when you're looking at clans or you know you're looking for when you're looking at packs what are some red flags that you would say you could give advice to for younger pups uh, alphas aren't supposed to be just authoritarian. Your alpha is supposed to be encouraging. They're supposed to be wanting to get, um, you know, their group together for certain things they want to. And the whole point is to basically create a group of pups so that you can better the community. If you're, if your alpha or your structure, um, or the structure of your pack actually kind of silences you when you have something to say, that's probably not the best pack or best alpha for you to have. Yeah, and it kind of goes in a little bit. You know, I've talked to a lot of people who who kind of who are daddies and dominance. And, you know, there is a distinct difference between like, you know, 
telling you what to do and kind of being more of an encouraging and more of a of a teacher role or a mentor role you know if you feel like you're being you know dominated and humiliated but there's but that's it then it's kind of like maybe you're not in yeah situation. you still have dignity and as a former handler there's so much care and love that goes into actually being a pup's handler that um that and then people don't realize that and a lot of new pups don't realize that and a lot of alphas that come into the community don't realize that either it's a lot of attention and it's a lot of um truly caring about the other pups in your pack a question that brought to mind what happens if you're a pup and you join a pack and it doesn't work out so you leave are you allowed to go back i mean are you allowed to find another pack i mean like is it is it incestuous if you keep jumping from pack to back to pack you know there is there is a thing called pack hoppers <laughs> um but it's just if it doesn't work out with a pack, it doesn't work out with a pack. You shouldn't have to feel like you have to get into another pack right away. And if anything, you should use that time that you're not in a pack or in a big group to to work on yourself and your confidence, when, especially when it comes to being a pup. Right. Uh, one last question that I have on the on the significance of, of packs, you know, I I can see the anxiety of, I see a group of friends, they seem super cool. Uh, they're kind of like, they have the same interests of I, that I do, whether it be, you know, chastity, um, diapers, so have you. And I want to join that pack. Are you allowed to go up to a group and say, hey, you guys seem pretty cool. Can I like hang out with you and join your pack? Or is it more of you kind of just start getting involved and you wait for the invitation. How do you join a pack? Is it as simple as just saying like, hey, you guys seem super cool. Can I join? Or do you have to wait for like some some godly alpha dog to come down and say, you, you have been chosen. You may join our pack. Um, It's it's the latter. However, I wouldn't quite put it that way. <laughs> so it's definitely um, it. If there's a pack that you like and they're like, let's say a lot of your friends are in this pack and you kind of you think that they're cool people to hang out with in general. The best thing to do is just to hang out with them. You'll be invited to other events that they go to or do. And then as you're invited to those events, you're going to get closer with that pack. The alpha is going to take notice of you. And then what happens is the alpha will then kind of just start watching you and you'll kind of be it'll be very. They'll watch like the way you act with the other pups. They'll watch with how you help your community. And if that alpha thinks that that's a good fit, they will extend an invitation to you to join their pack. So it's more of actions versus words. If you truly want to join a group, it's more of just start being more involved in that group. Start asking to hang out more, seeing how you could be of service a little bit. Right, exactly. And if you go and you're meeting like a new pack and they're and you love the name of the pack and you and there's a bunch of like really cool pups, right, that you want to be seen with and hang out with, but then you meet them and they're not all that great, don't keep going after that pack. Like if it doesn't vibe with you, it doesn't it's not a vibe. <laughs> That's good to know cuz I know for me there's a lot of anxiety of like I see the all these kink friend groups and I'm always like how do you approach them how do you do that like is it the same as like real life friends you could just go up to them if it's just a friend group yeah do it but if it's if it's something like because it's a pack I personally believe should be much different than just a friend group there's a distinction what what would you say really quick is that major distinction between just a friend group and a pack because a pack is it is a group 
but it, it's a much more intimate connection with the people, uh, the pups that are in the pack. And it's, like I said, you're all working together for a goal. You're not just going out and having fun. Mm. And then, of course, you know, you are versed in old guard and new guard. Those terms I still have a lot of questions about. In the in, in speaking about packs, if someone was if someone was talking about old guard, new guard, how would you explain that? Uh, with with a new guard pack, a lot of the new guard packs that I have noticed are very much more authoritarian. You have that alpha pup that really kind of has that ego trip. Um, there there aren't necessarily that many hierarchies within the pack itself. Uh, you you're not necessarily working for a goal with old guard. There is a it, it's like a respect that you have for the other pups that aren't necessarily in there. Um, a new guard pack can be seen closer to a friend group. It truly kind of can. An older old guard pack is, is a lot more like what I kind of described. And then you do have a hierarchy in an old guard pack, um, but it, it's much more ingrained into the pack. So there's, there's a lot of traditions to go that yes. go with more of an old guard. Oh, okay. Nice. Especially when it comes to collaring. Which brings us to our second point. Um, you know, I, for the longest time, I didn't wear a collar because I, I was so scared about this idea. If, if, if I wore one and I didn't identify as a full-fledged pup, I would be seen as like this imposter. I would have imposter syndrome. But then I started thinking to myself, I was like, why should I stop myself if it's something that I truly love? And if it's something that I want to express to other people, like, hey, there is a sense of me that is kinky. I would love you to talk to me more, but I want to get your take. What is, what is your rules? What is your thoughts on collars? Are they reserved just for pups? Can other kinks wear them? Are you a pup if you don't have a collar? If you're, are you only a pup if you do have a collar? What's your thoughts on all of that? So I'm going to back up and kind of reiterate that pup play is completely different for every pup mm -hmm. and every pup wants something different out of pup play. Um, there are lots of different pets that would want to wear a collar. Um, and there are collars can also specifically, and it depends on what you call a collar because there is a chain necklace with a lock on it, which can signify, you know, a boy and daddy situation. Mm -hmm. And like some people may call that a collar and that's really been adopted a lot by the pup community. Um, you do not need a collar to be a pup. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, there are, and this is one where the nuance is really spread on thick because versus old guard and new guard and old guard, you would not technically call yourself unless you were owned or in a pack. And then the alpha or handler would call you. Mm -hmm. um, they would give you like almost like a provisional collar. Oftentimes it would be like a string to hang around your neck. And then eventually that would grow, uh, that would advance and you would get like a nice collar. Um, there are a lot of ideas in the new guard style, anybody can collar themselves. I'm actually a big proponent of that. I think anybody should be able to put a collar on. I put my own collar on. Originally, no one had collared me. Um, and that can mean, that can have a really big meaning for you. Or that could really just mean that you want to wear it to be a pup, which is fine. Or you want to wear it to be a pet of some kind, mm -hmm. which is perfectly fine. Um, and to many, I think when you call it yourself, it's kind of that um, it's kind of that ownership of yourself. You own yourself and you're going to always do what you want and look out for yourself in the community, which is also something that's really, really honorable. 
Yeah, I, just a little bit of background of my caller. You know, it was something along the lines of, I wanted, I live in such a non-kinky town that I wanted, I wanted a device that would actively show, hey, there is something there that is a little bit different than normal. Because at the end of the day, kinks are a little different than normal, whether that be sex, whether that just be culture, it's a little different than normal. And I wanted something that it was both appropriate for a workplace, but also kind of was very clear on what was happening. And I've caught, well, correction, my boyfriend put the collar on me, but in, in a lot of sense, I've collared myself, but I, but he was the one that originally it just said newsy on it, but now there's a lock and he's the one that put the lock. And I kind of agree with you. I think when you self lock, when you self collar yourself, there's that essence of I'm my own person. I'm my own identity and I'm figuring it out. But I also see the nuance that you talked about where if you're collared by another person, you're kind of making a pack with them saying, I'm of service, I'm of this group and I'm working towards whatever this group is going for. 100%. But let's talk about, you know, let's say you are to collar yourself. Is it any chain? I mean, what counts as a call? Does any, you know, I feel like there's so many rules. I mean, even researching this caller, I was like, do I get this version? Do I get that version? Is one version better because than the other? Because type of linkage means something different. Do um, they really? Honestly, Did you go into that? I can't. I, I don't know the differences. I just know that they can technically meet something different. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> that is something that I need to brush up on myself. Um, So I think if you're going to call it yourself, which again, I, I fully support. Um, it doesn't matter what kind of collar you want to get. I really don't think so. I think you should be able to get the collar that fits you and your personality and your identity completely. Yeah. No, I I, I totally agree with that. What, what's your take, though, about other kinks, right? Because I feel like I would I would say, in my own opinion, that the pups kind of secured collars as, as, as a form of kink jewelry. Um, when you see other kinks uh, putting on collars and they don't identify as pups, do you have an opinion on that? Do you, do you see anything wrong with it? You know, I think as long as they're being respectful of the greater community and kind of where it comes from, I think it's okay. So like other pets, like I just came from SoCal Creatures Pet Mosh yesterday in North Hollywood mm -hmm. at Threshold Society. Mm -hmm. And it there, I mean, there's kitties and bunnies and guinea pigs there. And some of them have collars on. Um, and that that's obviously, to me, uh, that's perfectly fine. You know, some furries, um, their fursonas are more of domesticated animals. So they would have a collar. Like, I think that that's okay. Um, and any any kind of sub-dom relationship, I think, is okay to have some sort of chain necklace or collar because that's an ownership style. Um, so outside of that, if you want to, I, I'm not, I would never call you out for it unless if you're not trying to claim to be something that you're not. Um, so I, I personally think as long as they're showing kind of respect for kind of where it comes from, I think it's perfectly fine. I've always had the same thought process about leather. You know, as as someone who I've tried leather on, I mean, I have a harness, but like, you know, some people go full out with their like shirts and their pants and their and their boots and everything. I've always been of the understanding that, you know, these are all sacred things to our queer history, right? Leather, um, 
and even in our our new age of queerestry with you know pups and rubber and things like that i i've always been of the understanding that as long as you know where it's coming from and as long as you've understand you've you're, you understand the journey that these kinks have had to go through and you understand uh the different symbols what they mean i think that's where you're allowed to play with these different I'll call them symbols, right? Collars, hoods, um, harnesses. I think that's where you can start personalizing. But I think there is a true importance into learning uh, where does it come from and why is it significant? I think once you answer those questions, I think then you're allowed to be like, okay, I want to start exploring. Absolutely. And if you're anywhere in the BDSM community, I think you should be able to use all of that because it, it kind of shows solidarity. It shows that you're all together. You, you do have the same cause that you're all working towards. Like I'm a pup. I'm not, I, I'm not into ABDL, but it doesn't mean that I'm not with my ABDL brothers and, and sisters and, and siblings that want to also bring that into being something that is, you know, more normalized that we don't have to hide in the shadows about it. Right. Right. All right. Well, in wrapping up, if you had any advice for a new pup that is uncollared and, and you know they have this anxiety that we talked about earlier what advice would you give if, they, if it was a pup starting out you know they just bought their hood they're probably going to their first event they're not they're they're not in a pack what advice could you give them to maybe alleviate some of this anxiety you are good enough as a pup without a pack without a handler and without an alpha and you are as good of a pup as you want to make yourself be I love that. Thank you, Fenrir. Uh, always a pleasure to have you in Uzi's Nook. I love, I always love being here. I can't wait to be invited back some other time. All right. Bye. The LA Pup Contest will be hosting a fundraiser on Friday, September 1st at the Bullet Bar starting at 9 p.m. The cover is $6. Go out and support Pup Fenrir. If you can't make it, I've put his socials in the show notes. Alright kiddos, this episode of Newsy's Nook was sponsored by DF3, Diapered Fancy's Fetish Factory. Check out the link in the show notes to see all their kinky fashion, including their new Jurassic Pamp shirt. Also, please welcome the podcast's newest sponsor, AB Universe. And just for Newsy Nook listeners, use code Newsy10 for a discount at checkout. All right, kiddos, I need a new Porta Pup shirt and some diapers. See ya. Bye.